Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Well, today we're going to have a Friday barn story. And the reason for this is because the next book that I'm bringing out, it's going to come out in February 2021, is going to be Friday Barns 9, the ninth book in the series. And uh, you may not realize this, but this is a super huge deal to all the Friday Barnes fans out there, because I wrote eight books, and I finished writing them about two or three years ago, and uh, they have been nagging me and pestering me and sending me emails ever since, pleading with me to write a ninth book. And I resisted for a long time, but then everyone, my publishers included, uh, leaned on me enough and I'm like, fine, I'll do it. And I wrote the book and I actually really enjoyed writing the book and it's come out really well and we're in the process of editing it right now and it will be on sale in about four months' time. So I promised my publisher to help publicize this event and get everybody ready for the release on the podcast. I would read a Friday Barnes story once a month until the ninth book comes out in February. So this is the first one I'm going to read um, as part of this series, and it's The Case of the Missing Homework from Friday Barnes 1. And I love reading this story. I've read it hundreds of times during author talks. It's one of my favourite stories to read, and I hope you enjoy it too. So here goes. Barnes! Barnes! Friday was in the dining hall eating dinner. It was Wednesday and the meal was towed in the hole, which was the second best dinner of the week, so Friday did not appreciate having it interrupted. She turned to see Parker, a third-form boy, running towards her. You've got to help me, he cried, as he came to a panting halt beside her. I've got to, do I, said Friday. Ooh, you should have said please, said Melanie. Please, Barnes, said Parker. I'm in a sticky mess. My first name is Friday, said Friday. I know you boys insist on referring to each other by your surnames, but I'm not a boy and I don't like it. Sorry, Friday, said Parker, but you will help me, won't you? Here. He rifled through his pockets and found a $20 note. Here, I've got 20 right here if you just come and have a look, and I'll give you another 20 if you can find it. Find what? asked Friday. Her irritation with Parker could not dampen her natural curiosity for a mystery. "'My assignment! It's worth 80% of my final mark for the year,' said Parker. "'And someone stole it. I think it was,' he leaned in close, "'the Swamp Yeti!' "'Intriguing,' said Friday. "'But why would a Swamp Yeti want to steal your assignment?' asked Melanie. "'Well, they say he's a former Year 7 student who ran away from the school.' So perhaps he's tired of living in the swamp with all the mosquitoes and that stinky mud and he's trying to catch up on the coursework so he can get back in. Hmm, we'll investigate, said Friday. Friday and Melanie went with Parker back to his dorm room. It was just like their own room, except that it smelled really bad because boys lived there and there was lots of dirty sports equipment littered about. 
Friday and Melanie did not approve of sports equipment. If they were forced to own any, they usually shoved it as far back underneath their beds as possible so they'd never have to look at it. Talk me through what happened, said Friday. Well, I was sitting here doing my chemistry assignments, said Parker. It was really hard. It took me forever. I'm not very good at understanding valencies. I know the teacher said it had something to do with oranges and a cricket ground, but honestly, I couldn't follow what the fellow was saying. So it took you a while, asked Friday. Oh, yes, hours and hours, replied Parker. My roommate, Nigel, had to go and get me a plate of dinner so I could work right through. Oh, it was shepherd's pie last night, said Melanie. You wouldn't want to miss that. It's the best dinner of the week. Oh, absolutely, agreed Parker. But I couldn't afford time away from my desk. It's due tomorrow and I just had to get it done. Well, why didn't you just go to the teacher and ask for an extension, said Friday. Well, yes, normally I would, replied Parker. But Mr. Spencer would never agree to that. He hates me. Why, asked Friday. Seems very unscientific to be so emotional. Well, because in the last practical exam, when we had to identify which beaker contained acid and which contained alkaline, I forgot how to do the proper test with that litmus stuff, so I worked it out by sticking my finger in each beaker and then licking it. Oh, I remember that, said Melanie. You had to spend a week in hospital, didn't you? That's right, said Parker. It was an awesome week. I got to lie in bed all day watching television, and the skin on my finger grew back eventually, so all in all, it was a win for me. Friday peered at Parker's desk, and then at the window next to it. So how exactly did your homework come to go missing? she asked. I was struggling with a particularly difficult problem, and eating the first bite of my shepherd's pie, when Portelli knocked at the door explained Parker. He said they tied a year seven boy to his desk using his own necktie and did I want to go and have a look. And you did, said Friday. Of course, said Parker. It sounded like a laugh. So I popped out for a quick peek. I was only gone 60 seconds. And when I came back, it was gone. Someone had taken your homework, asked Friday. Yes. And to add insult to injury, they took my dinner as well, said Parker. They ate your dinner, asked Friday. Yes, said Parker. Did they take the plate, asked Friday. Well, what difference does that make, asked Parker. I'm not sure yet, said Friday. She was lost in concentration. No, they left the plate, but they ate every last scrap of the dinner, said Parker. It's a good job I had a stash of potato chips hidden under the floorboards, or I would have starved. Friday looked about the room, then walked over to the open window, took out a magnifying glass, and closely inspected the frame. Hmm, she said. A clue, asked Parker. A footprint, said Friday. Whose is it, asked Parker. It's the Swamp Yeti, isn't it? No, said Friday. Swamp Yetis don't exist. Oh, said Parker. He was clearly disappointed. Friday leaned out the window, looking first one way, then the other. On one side, she could see the cricket pitch in the distance. On the other side, she could see boys coming out of the dining hall, laughing amongst themselves and throwing a few scraps to fudge, the school's overweight dog. Then do you know who did take my homework? asked Parker. Yes, I do, said Friday. The problem will be proving it. How much cash do you have? Mm, said Parker as he checked his pockets, then his desk. I've got eighty, no, ninety dollars. That ought to do it, said Friday, taking the money out of his hand. What time is your science lesson tomorrow morning? Uh, Third period, so 11.15am. I can make that work, said Friday. She tucked the cash in her pocket. 
I'll meet you at the beginning of your science class tomorrow morning with your stolen homework. Friday then turned and clambered out the window. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, called Parker, as he watched her jog off into the bushes. He turned back to Melanie. Um, she hasn't just run off with all my money, has she? I don't think so, said Melanie, but it can be hard to tell with Friday sometimes. She's very peculiar. The next morning, Parker was very nervous as he stood outside his science classroom, waiting for Friday. Melanie waited with him, but that didn't make him less nervous because Parker found girls nerve-wracking as well. All the other students were filing in. He couldn't delay for much longer. Mr Spencer was just about to start the lesson when he spotted his hapless student loitering in the corridor. Parker, get in here! Stop dilly-dallying! he snapped. Parker entered. His shoulders were slumped. He was just about to get detention for goodness knows how many days, possibly weeks. And he was out of pocket all that money he'd given Friday as well. Why is she here? asked Mr Spencer as he glared at Melanie. She'd followed Parker into the room. Did you decide to bring a date to class? The class sniggered. No, sir, said Parker lamely. And where's your assignment? continued Mr Spencer. I don't have it, sir, admitted Parker. Mr Spencer sighed and crossed his arms, getting ready to enjoy yelling at his most abysmal student. So tell me, what's your excuse this time? Someone stole it, sir, said Parker. Ha! Preposterous, exclaimed Mr Spencer. You expect me to believe that someone would steal the homework of a boy like you? Well, it does sound silly when you put it that way, sir, agreed Parker. Suddenly, the door burst open. Stop! yelled Friday, as she stood in the entrance carrying a snap-lock bag containing a mysterious brown substance. What are you doing here? demanded Mr Spencer. Aren't you in year seven? Shouldn't you be in English right now? A minor technicality, said Friday. I am here to clear the name of this boy, Parker. Well, he says someone stole his homework, said Mr Spencer. I find that very difficult to believe. When he does hand in his assignments, he always gets very bad marks. No one in their right mind would steal homework from him. Ah, said Friday, but it wasn't stolen. It was eaten. What? exclaimed Mr Spencer. By whom? Not by whom, said Friday. The question you should ask is... By what? So it was the Swamp Yeti, exclaimed Parker. No, said Friday. Your homework was not eaten by another student or a fictional swamp-dwelling man-beast. It was eaten by Fudge, the school dog. Fudge ate my homework, marvelled Parker. But why would he do that? He always gets lots of scraps from the students. That's why he's so fat. Because it was Shepherd's Pie Tuesday, said Friday, and everyone loves Mrs. Marigold's Shepherd's Pie. Therefore, there were no scraps. It's the one day of the week where Fudge is left alone outside the dining hall windows feeling hungry. And there is nothing hungrier than a fat dog. So when you left your plate of Shepherd's Pie on your desk, it was tantamount to entrapment. Fudge could not resist. But what's that got to do with this boy's homework, asked Mr. Spencer. Ah, dogs are messy eaters, explained Friday. They usually eat from bowls, but Parker's shepherd's pie was on a plate. So as Fudge licked it up, he licked it off the plate onto the piece of paper below, which was the homework assignment. When he'd finished eating, Fudge was still hungry, so he ate the gravy-smeared paper as well. Dogs don't have opposable thumbs, so they literally can't pick and choose what they eat. This is ridiculous, said Mr Spencer. I don't believe it for a minute.
Ah, said Friday, but I have proof. She held up the snaplock bag, full of the mysterious brown substance, and everyone in the room got a nasty suspicion of just what was in that bag. Behold, here is Parker's assignment, fully digested and excreted as Fudge's poop. Oh, exclaimed everyone in the classroom. That's disgusting, exclaimed Mr. Spencer. That's evidence, said Friday. I had an express courier drive it to the university last night. They ran it through their analysis protocols and the results are conclusive. This poop is 11% paper, which is consistent with a sheet of A4 eaten alongside a serving of shepherd's pie. This is by far the most disgusting thing a student has ever confronted me with, said Mr. Spencer. Disgusting, yes, but also conclusive proof that a dog ate Parker's homework, said Friday. The class applauded. Friday was putting on their most interesting science lesson since Mr. Spencer accidentally burnt his own eyebrows off with a Bunsen burner. This whole debacle still does not reflect well on Parker. I have a good mind to send him to detention anyway, said Mr. Spencer. Mr. Spencer, said Friday, I know that Parker is as thick as two short planks, and that must be very irritating for you to endure. But he is sincerely frightened of you, and he did earnestly try to do his assignment. If you crush him now, it may be a blow he never recovers from. And you don't want Parker to repeat a year because his grades are so bad, do you? No, said Mr. Spencer, shuddering at the thought of having to endure another twelve months with the dullard. So give him another night to do the assignment all over again, suggested Friday. Oh, said Parker, I was hoping I could just get a pass. Parker, said Mr. Spencer, I'm giving you another chance. But please, don't leave a freshly cooked meal on top of your homework in front of an open window again. Oh, no danger in that, sir, said Parker. It's kidney pie for dinner tonight. Not even Fudge would touch that. Well done, said Melanie, as the two girls left Mr. Spencer's classroom. It was simple, really, said Friday. The only hard part was following Fudge around until he did it poop. I didn't realise that the canine digestive system was so slow. It's just a shame it was Fudge, said Melanie. What do you mean, said Friday. Well, it's one thing to have a yeti living in the swamp, said Melanie, but to have him climbing in through windows looking for food would be even more exciting. Setting aside the fact that swamp yetis do not exist, said Friday, what on earth would be exciting about having one climb in through your window? Melanie sighed. (sighs) Friday, you need to read less textbooks and more romance novels. Then you'd know. Speaking of which, do you know where Ian's been this week? No, said Friday. If he doesn't turn up soon, said Melanie, he should be the subject of your next investigation. Why would I do that? asked Friday. Because of your feelings for him, of course, said Melanie. If he had disappeared into the swamp and been eaten by the swamp yeti, that would be fine with me, said Friday. "Uh Uh-huh, said Melanie, who did not want to accuse her best friend of being a liar. The end. Thank you for listening. To support this podcast, you can just buy a book by me, R.A. Spratt. There are a lot to choose from, from across the Friday Barns, Pesky Kids and Nanny Piggins series. You can order them in through your local bookstore, or you can go to my website, raspratt.com, and click on the book depository banner. They've got all my titles and free international shipping. And my new book, Friday Barnes 9, is on sale now. You can pre-order it or you can wait until February when it'll be in bookstores near you. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, goodbye.